sit down. When you up here at North, we uh, do union workers, you know what I'm saying? Hang on. Got one job. Got one job, Kenny. Strap in. Strap in. Got one job. You're not doing a good job at your job, you know what I'm saying? You don't need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. All day. Yeah, Ray. What's going on, brother? Redneck and Nizen. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, we, we are not going down that road again this week. You are not going to do this to our listeners. <laughs> I mean, I think we dropped out of Ireland after your <laughs> little <laughs> stint last week. <laughs> but apparently, uh, they still love us in Alaska. Well, yeah, they love you in Alaska. I mean, because you're blue. The Irish <laughs> like the color green. <laughs> <laughs> the blue cowboy over here, you know, oh supposed, to be a, supposed to be an Irish Mifflin. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, I'll tell the you blue what. cowboy. Yeehaw. Yes. Oh, rhinestone over here. What's up? You know what today is? <laughs> What's today? Do you know what this is? What is this? This is our 20th episode. Yeah. Red Nick and Nison, baby. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, man. Who would ever thunk that? <laughs> right? Who'da thunk it? Who'da thunk it? Yeah. I mean, 20 episodes deep, baby. Not only is the uh, humanitarian rubbing off on you, but the redneck and is rubbing off man, on you, too. I can't hang out with your rednecks anymore, man. You guys are ruining me. We're going to have him in a cowboy hat before he knows it. I mean, it's bad enough you try to get me on these projects, and then you expect me to supervise when I show up. <laughs> Don't expect much else from you. <laughs> oh, he God, is the good. Yeah, that's it, man. Hamitarian. I don't think I haven't gotten over the fact there was no hamburgers in the grill when I showed up. <laughs> that's why he was honking, I Fritz. Thought I, made it, I thought I made it clear. That I was like, he was pissed off. Well, I mean, I wanted to pretend it was like a hamburger truck instead of an ice cream truck. <laughs> you know? Hamitarian rated R. <laughs> Here he comes. Starting a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. He started, he started uh, at the front of the neighborhood saying, boys, you better be pre-hit by now. Him and his blue TARDIS. I got, I got out of that. I got out of my car and I'm like, they don't smell like hamburgers over here, guy. Uh, <laughs> there's no smoke. It was smelling like work by the time you got the here. The only thing that was smoking was Ray's brain over there. I looked over because, you know, you had to use redneck mathematics over here. He didn't know what the hell to do with himself. Oh, shoot, man. Ray's flying around like a sprayed roach. You can't keep up with him over here. <laughs> hey, man. Just can I help you? Hey, well, can I get that right? No, I got it. <laughs> just, oh, man. just because I take my boots off to count that past 10 don't mean I'm special. Well, you know, just because he's using a Sharpie to mock the wood instead well, of a Well, I pencil. had half the damn blame wall up and he comes over and says, hey, man, you mind if I tear this down? Is that going to hurt your feelings? I want to redo it. I'm, I'm walking well, away now. Well, you know why I'll he did that? I'll be in the house if you need me right now. You know why he did that? So that he could tell everybody he did it. You know what I'm saying? Look well, at what I did. did. do it because it was, it was more better than what I had. Yeah, more better. Now what you had was working just fine. I it just... was excruciatingly adequate. Yes. <laughs> it worked. My OCD was kicking in. That's all it was. Oh, yeah, I know. That control thing you got going on? No, not me. No, not no. you. Bro. No. <laughs> Don't worry. We love you, though, bro. Yeah, we do. You know, if I have feelings. We're sick, jealous. Yeah. Well, if you it's have really feelings, you need to get two better friends. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I got that right. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing no perch lips with you. You're hanging out with the wrong dudes <laughs> if, if you got feeling problems. Uh, nope, not happening here. Feelings. <laughs> yeah, nothing more than feelings. feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, did we just break out into song? Oh, yeah. Love, true love. Uh, love, yeah, love. Is what knowledge. Boing, what brings us knowledge. together today. Yeah, we've, we've stepped over the threshold of ignorance here. <laughs> we all need help. We've we, jumped the shark. We uh, can entertain ourselves. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so 20 
episodes, brother. Can't believe it, dude. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. I am absolutely stoked. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. Right? That is the truth. That is the truth. Who would have thought that we would have been, you know, in the 20 episode when we first started this thing? Because we were all kind of, with the exception of Fritz, who's, you know, the seasoned veteran. I mean, you and I, we were kind of, you know, just trying to figure this thing out. And then you look up and you blink your eyes and you're 20 episodes deep. I mean. And before you know it, you're GSR and you're 253 episodes deep. Seven years, 109 countries. Who'd have thunk it? No, who's bra- no bragging. No Good bragging. grief. <laughs> Ain't nothing we did. But it's yeah. uh, all the father. But if I could put something out there, we want to hear from you dudes. I mean, this is 20 episodes of the Battle Podcast and... We ain't hearing from you. Yeah, what's going on, man? What are you guys? What's going on out there? I, I know we have got where to be. Where are all the men at? We yeah, got where to, the hell are all the men? You're uh, right, don't get, don't get Johnny started. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Where they at? That's where a tangent <laughs> provoker yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, I'm trying not to go on a tangent today. You know, I'm trying to back up off that. We got to be pissing some people off. <laughs> I hope so. We should be. Yeah. And hey, even All we've heard from is women. Yeah, no kidding. And you know what? Um, they, they've been pissed off. That's exactly. <laughs> you know, and I can't blame them. <laughs> They're they were looking for an outlet to complain. <laughs> yeah, you know? no kidding. They found it. But here's the thing. Hit us up. Even if you only listen to one episode and you think we're garbage, hit us up. Tell us. Yeah. Let us know. We don't care. Yeah, we ain't going to get our feelings hurt. That's for sure. You, If you think we're getting our feelings hurt, you haven't listened to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, thick is the word here. You know? <laughs> so, man, I've been through enough crap for a lifetime. Yeah, no kidding. And that's why we're doing the podcast. That's it. So hit us up. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You know, we might take it into consideration. We might not. Hit us up. Tell us. We yeah. know you're out there. We know you're listening. Reach yeah. us on Facebook. We got the Facebook, the Battle Podcast at Facebook. Hit us up in our email. The Battle Podcast at gmail.com. I say that slow for all the rednecks out there. Oh, yeah. I know it's for your people. I, I slow it down. I slow it I down mean, for them. Sh- you know, when you get up there to the Southeast and you guys talk like this, you sound like an auctioneer. If you don't have a pen and you want to raise people, just stick your finger in your mouth and use some of that skull. You'll be able to write, write it down real quick. That, that's the good stuff there. <laughs> that's how it gets you down there up there. Oh, yeah. Stay there you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Got to love it. Got to love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the best part is, you know, this is like, this is what I love about this podcast. We come together. We have a good time. We... We, we bust each other's chops. We talk about the things that are relevant and we want to hit on the things that are going to help men be better. We're real, man. Yeah, man. That's what it's about. No plastic, just being real. You got no time for it, right? No time whatsoever. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today, John? Plastic don't live here. Yeah, don't live here, brother. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's no for sure. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about sheep. <laughs> nah. No, that's a goat, isn't it? <laughs> nah. Goats say nah Where, and sheep say bad. Where's our, where's our sheep at? Hang on yeah. here. <laughs> oh, there we go, Fritz. Uh, there's our sheep. Ah, talk about sheep. I know somebody's sitting there go talk about sheep. Yeah, well, I want to talk about sheep on this episode because a lot of times, you know, when we get referred to in the last episode, we talked about, you know, being a Christian and what what is a Christian and what does it look like being a Christian. And one of the terms that's used a lot of times to describe a Christian is sheep, says that we're sheep. And and I did some research this week because I was like, you know, what's the sheep thing? You know, like I'm not a sheep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a sheep, I'm a lion. But the reality of it is when we start looking at, uh, in our faith, we're described as sheep. And I think it's been taken way out of context. Way out of context. And I'll tell you why it's been taken way out of context. Because for some reason, that's that's the number one way that we want to be described, like little sheep. Well, it's not necessarily the way we want to be described. 
but it's the way that a lot of the churches are preaching it to us. Well, I think the first thing I come to recognize it was 25 scriptures that talk about us being sheep, right? Every single one of them pertain to us in relationship with the shepherd. Right. Okay. So Jesus is the shepherd and we are the sheep. And it talks about us knowing and hearing his voice, right? Talks about him being our provider, our protector, right? Right. You know, he's supposed to guide us and direct us like a shepherd guides and directs his sheep, you know? Right. It also talks about things like lost sheep. You know, when, when a sheep strays away and goes, it's lost and goes, in a, goes off on his own path. And then all of a sudden the shepherd's going to go after him and, and bring him back to the flock, right? And you said a key point right there. It's not about going after the one and only focusing on the one. It's about grabbing that one that is lost and bringing him back. Oh, yeah. Well, not only would they bring him back. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but they used to break his legs. Oh, yeah. Tell about that. That that was a new one for yeah, me. Yeah, actually. I mean, they would, the shepherd would break its legs and put it up on its shoulders the, and walk around with it. The yeah, that's how they handle it down south, don't they, Johnny? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nah. Redneck and eyes. Well, your neighborhood, buddy. It is break yeah. your legs. I tell you, break your legs, buddy. Up Didn't, there in south. A hundred pillow whack. <laughs> you know, you pillow whack. <laughs> Didn't they call that the bell sheep? Yeah, because he, the shepherd would put him around his shoulder and walk with him. And because the the whole premise of it is for the sheep to become fully dependent upon the shepherd. Right. And you have a rebellious, rebellious sheep that just likes to take off and do his own thing. Well, he'd go get him, get him out of harm's way, break his little legs, put him up there. And then he would have to be dependent until he could walk again. And by the time he was able to walk again, he had developed a relationship with the shepherd. Right. And that's the key component. But we keep on looking at this whole thing like we're a bunch of dumb sheep walking around like herded cattle. You know, like we we can't think for ourselves. What? that is not what it means. Right. And when it talks about the lost sheep uh, in the Bible, it's not talking about a non-Christian. It's talking about a Christian who has fallen away or has gone away or has fallen out of faith or fallen out of favor or has gone in the wrong direction and going after that sheep and bringing them back to the family, to the flock. Which means that he was at one point in the flock. Right. And so we take certain things out of context. And I think it's important for us to make sure that we bring clarity to that for people out there. Because that's one of the things I think guys look at. It. I don't want to be a sheep. Right, exactly. I want to stand on my own. I want to do my thing. And like we talked in the last podcast, we need to make sure that we don't get it twisted. The whole point of us being sheep, following the master, following Christ as Christians, is that that is our pedestal, not our pedestal, but that is our, our focus. That's where we aim, knowing that we're going to fall short. But what's the job of the shepherd? To guide the sheep. And what else? Safe. Keep them safe. Protect the sheep from what? From lions, coyotes, wolves, whatever it may be, up bears. Right. Anything outside. You know, I mean, so back in the days when you look Jesus's day, you know, the shepherd wasn't a little punk. No. I mean, you're talking about you're out in the wilderness by yourself. Guiding, protecting your flock of sheep or goats or whatever it may be. And you've got to be able to fend off, you know, predators that are coming after your sheep. Exactly. And we need to make sure that we don't, again, don't get it twisted. That's what we're supposed to do within the church. We are supposed to surround each other, protect each other and follow Christ. Mm -hmm. But when we are in the world, which we we are told to be, in the world, not of the world. Right. We've got a whole different demeanor. Demeanor. Yeah. You're not a sheep in the world. You're a lion. Right. Exactly. And that's what I told my kids the other day. I'm like, you know, don't get it mixed up when it comes to Jesus. Yes, we're sheep. We follow the shepherd. We get led by the shepherd. But when it comes to this world, 
You're lying. We got to be leading. Because Jesus is a perfect example that you have the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb of God that he was used to sacrifice for the sins and the atonement of humanity, right? But then you also, he is also categorized as the Lion of Judah. Right. And I went and I did some research on lions because I'm like, so, because everybody, you know, lions is such a revered animal, you know? So many people like lions and they, you know, king of the jungle, right? And I was doing some research on a lion. Like, what is it like the life of in a lion, right? What's the life of a lion? What's a lion do? Well, lions run in prides, right? And I and one of the things I, I checked into is, is most prides don't have any more than three male lions in them. Hmm. That's why we call this place the lion's den. Nice. There's three of us in here, right? So three male lions, because when they get older, they want to try to, you know, test pops and take over the pride, right? Right. And then they have female lions and the cubs. And Lions, they protect the pride. They hunt. And this is another part of the aspect that nobody ever talks about that, that kind of blew me away is, is they also, the male lions, raise the cubs. Oh, that I did not know. See, a lot of people don't. They help raising the cubs. That's our job. Yeah, so they play with them. They wrestle with them. They do certain things with them, right? That's it. Teach them how to hunt. Sounds like somebody else, right? Sounds like a father. Sounds like a father, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that what we have to understand is when we're looking at our pride, and I look at it from the standpoint of a family, right? We need to make sure that we're protecting our family. Right. Like a lion protects its pride. Right. And we keep getting told by the church we're a bunch of sheep. Mm. And, you know, yes, we are sheep when it comes to the shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd, Right. When it comes to this world, we need to learn to become lions. Right. We have to protect the pride. We have to hunt and provide for the pride. We have to teach and raise up in the pride, right? We have to bring up the next generation of pride. Right. A male lion learns how to become a male lion from another male lion, right? Mentorship. And typically what happens is with male lions is they end up leaving the pride and going and establishing their own pride where there has a certain sense of male dominance in that situation. That's why there's only max like three males in a pride because it's just too much of a uh, banging the heads or, you know, testosterone or whatever you want to call it. They, they all want a challenge to be the, the top dog, so to speak. Right. And that's what we're to do is as fathers, as men is we are to bring up the next generation of the pride. We are to teach them how to hunt, how to fight, how to take care of themselves, how to be respectful to the female lines, how to provide for them so that they can start their own pride. You know what Hellions don't do though? What's that? They just don't go out and just start killing things. Right. You know, they don't go around just, oh yeah, I'm going to walk over here and just kill a hyena or go kill a giraffe. Yeah, why not? They only kill what they eat. That's why it's called hunting. They don't take their dominance and their strength and use it to dominate over other animals. Matter of fact, as I was doing research, uh, when I was talking about, they were, I was doing research, I was talking about what animals do lions generally fear? And they say giraffes, hippos, and elephants. You know what other animal they, they fear? Humans. No? No. What? Their prey. Hmm. Because zebras and gazelles and all these things that they hunt have hoofs, they cook kick, you know, they got horns and everything else. So they're very calculated in the way that they hunt to make sure that they're able to 
live through the moment and not get caught up in hurt or get injured or get killed trying to dominate their prey. So there's a sense of fear there that's, that's there as well. Or maybe another word, respect. Right. And that's a good way to, I love the analogies that we're coming up with because that is what we need to do as men. We need to have a healthy respect for our fears. Doesn't mean that you can't overcome them. It just means you have to have a respect for them. Well, the, the lion has fear of its prey, but he still hunts. Right. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. And as humans, that's what we need to do. We may be afraid of starting a new job. We may be afraid of leaving where we're at. We may be afraid of leading our kids to Christ, leading our wife to Christ. We need to overcome those fears. We may be afraid that we're going to look silly or we're going to look weak, but we need to step up, man up, and do it. That's what we have to do as men. We need to take these other young men or boys and raise them up. You think a lion sits around wondering or feeling or concerned about what the other animals think about what they look like playing with their cubs? I doubt it. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because he's a lion. Uh-huh. The lion doesn't care what the sheep think. I said, he don't care. <laughs> I don't care what nobody thinks. He's a lion. He's a king in the jungle. He knows who he is. He's a lion, right? That's it, exactly. And, and I think that's the problem with us a lot of times as men is we don't understand who we are and we definitely don't understand whose we are. Right. You know, I mean, for believers, I mean, we know we belong to Christ. We don't belong to God. I mean, we know who our father is. That puts a huge uh, stamp of value on who we are because of whose we are. And it gives us... An, I. I hate to say it, but in my eyes, I feel like it gives us an advantage because we know what we're striving for. And there's a lot of people out there who don't know what they're striving for. They are completely lost. They have no idea what the world has to hold for them or what happens after their time is up. We see it translate into the, into the world. I mean, there are a lot of guys you meet, they, they have a great respect and reverence for their father or their grandfather or their family or their name. and they want to make sure that they represent that family and that name with honor and respect and uh, dignity, right? Um, you know, the, it's the one thing you have in your life is your name, right? Right. So, I mean, that's the one thing they can't take from you. Correct. But it's the thing that has a lot of value. But the question is, is how much value you're going to put on it, you know? So, I mean, for us, our name is, 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 is Christ because we're, we're God's children. For a guy that's out there that's not a Christian, I mean, he still has a dad. He still has a grandfather. He still has a mother. He still has a family name that when he goes out into the world, he needs to make sure he represents that in a way that brings that honor and dignity. Right. And he needs to make sure that it continues on with whoever comes up behind him. We need to make sure that, and I keep, I keep stepping on it, but we've got to be mentors. We really do. We have to bring up the next generation. We have to know. It's sad that a lion recognizes that, but we can't recognize it as men. Right. I mean, you think about it. You look at just the animal kingdom. Here's a big, powerful, 500-pound animal that's nothing but raw muscle and teeth and claws, right? But in the same token, he's gentle enough to play with cubs and to wrestle and to direct and to teach and to show. And bring up. And bring up. And... An animal can figure that out. And we got men that can't figure that out. Yeah. We got to be lions, man. We can't just sit around and accept what's being shoved in our heads. Well, if you get the seed planted in your head that you're nothing more than a sheep, well, sheep are dumb. Right. You know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, 
I don't think for one second that that's what God's trying to say in his word. You're a bunch of dumb sheep. I don't think that's what he's trying to say. What he's using is that, that, that word illustration to help us understand the dependency that we need on Christ like a sheep needs on a shepherd. And because a sheep is so easily gone astray and the sheep is not the smartest of animals. And let's be honest, sometimes we really ain't the smartest with some of the decisions we make, <laughs> things that we do, right? True. Um, we, we are in need of a good shepherd. We're, need, we're in need of something and someone in our life that's going to give us direction and guidance. Uh, and for us as Christians, it's, it's, it's Christ. Some guys out there, they got great, great fathers and great grandfathers or great uncles that are out there teaching them, you know, the necessities of what it is to be a man and to live a good, wholesome, you know, honorable life. And, you know, we need to be gentle, kind, and merciful, right? We need to be fully dependent upon Christ and, and be almost infantile. But in the same token, when we're in the world, we need to be fierce like lions. Because as men, we're, we're given the responsibility to defend and protect our families or the people that God has put in our pride. The, the big thing that comes to me during this whole conversation is balance and knowing your place. You knowing what you have to do, when you have to do it, and how you have to do it. That's the biggest thing for me. And like we spoke before, a lot of the times we're being taught that everything is cotton candies, everything is rainbows. Do what feels good to you. And that's crap, man. You can't, you can't do that. You have to think beyond yourself. Well, you have to know it, your place, know your role. Well, it's bullshit what it is. Bingo. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a lie that's been manifested by the enemy. It's a lie that's been manifested by the world. And I hate to say this, but you know what? I don't hate to say it because it's the truth. In some tokens, it's a lie that's manifested by the church. Unfortunately. I mean, when you start planting seeds that people ain't nothing but sheep, you know, it takes the ionis and the responsibility off of that person. Yeah, we need to be dependent on Christ. Yeah, we need to hear, the, be listen to the shepherd's voice. Yeah, we need to make sure that we're following him and, lead, and, and being directed by him. Absolutely. But that's when it comes to our faith and our lives. But when we step out into the world as a representation of Christ, we need to be fierce and intentional like lions. We, we can't go out there like a bunch of dumb sheep that just go off astray and just scatter around because we're lost, you know? Because, you know, there's all these distractions and everything else. You know, you, our families are going to be under attack. We are going to be under attack on a regular basis. And we've been a man up. Without a doubt. And the whole point of this conversation is just to open everybody's eyes. Open the guy's eyes. It, it, none of us in this room picked this up right at the very beginning. No. This was all lessons learned. So don't think you're going to get it right, right off the get. And for you guys out there that aren't Christians, stick like John was saying, your name. You carry the name of your family, of the generations of your family. Even if that name is tarnished, you can change that. You can bring value to that name. You can bring value to that name. At any point in time. Yeah, you, you can say, well, my dad was this or my, aunt, my grandfather was that and they weren't very good. Maybe you're right. And I agree with you 100%. But you can make a decision right now to make sure that you're going to be the first person in your family that's going to put value on that name. You're going to be the first person in your family that's going to bring honor, dignity, and respect to that name. You have the ability to do that. That's it exactly. And that's what we need to do. We need to step up and have that courage of a lion to change things. or. Continue things. If it if it is a great legacy that you're that you're living in, 
continue it. Don't bring tarnish to it. Well, courage is the ability to do what you need to do, even though you're afraid of doing it. Right. I mean, the lion, like I said, after doing the research, they fear their own prey. So they've got to get themselves amped up and go, you know what? In spite of this fear that I have that I might get hoofed or I might get horned, I got to feed my family. I have to hunt in order for us to survive. And we have to overcome. That's what true courage looks like. It's overcoming your fear and doing what you know you have to do, regardless of the fear that tries to take hold of you and hold you captive. Right. And like you said earlier with how the, the male lions bring up the cubs, they're the ones who actually raise the cubs. That's another part of that is, like you said, they don't care what the other lions think. They don't care. You know, oh, look at that sissy over there playing with this kid. That's <laughs> what a sissy. He should be out there hunting. There's a time to hunt and there's a time to raise that next generation. And we need to make sure our eyes are open and we can see that next generation and lift them up. I mean, the other funny part about a lion, <laughs> and we don't want to do, we don't want to emulate this part. They sleep like 12 hours a day. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of muscle relaxing there, but, but they're ready to go when it's time to go. And I think that it's not in the sense of being asleep, but I think we are able to find rest and peace in our surroundings, you know, and be able to have that peace enough to where you could sleep, so to speak, figuratively speaking. But then when you've got to rise up, you're going to put some hustle behind that muscle. You know what I'm saying? You're going to put a little something behind that 500 pounds. You know what I'm saying? And, and when, you, when you bow up, you're bowing up with some intensity and some fierceness. And the problem is that we got too many guys that are just sleeping and, and pointing fingers and want everybody and everything else to step up and be that for them in their lives. You've got to do that for you. I mean, you've got to do that for your kids and your wife. I mean, my brother shared with me years ago, he said that um, uh, one time he was at McDonald's with his dad and he was in a restroom and he was doing something and some guy was in there and his dad was there with him. And his guy, some guy in there grabbed a hold of him or said something to him because he was supposedly goofing off and he said his dad didn't say nothing. He just looked straight ahead and went to the bathroom and didn't say two words. Mm. And he said that, you know, he, you know, in that moment, he lost some respect for his father. And I, he said, because I felt like my dad was supposed to protect me and he just punked out. Mm. Mm. You know, and you step back and you go, wow, I mean, that's powerful. I mean, but it's a physical manifestation in a situation like that. But how many times in our lives as men do we punk out? And yeah, and it, it doesn't and have not, to be, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a physical thing no. either. It could just be standing up for what's right or for what you truly believe in. If you, if you don't stand up for it, you're punking out. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to protect what's yours. That's it. If you're not going to protect them, nobody else going to. Right. And that reminds me when I was a kid, my dad used to tell me all the time, he says, Son, he goes, I don't ever want to hear of you starting a fight. There's absolutely no reason to ever start a fight. But if somebody ever starts a fight with you, you damn sure better finish it. Yeah. And that was part of, part of my growing up. And, and that stuck with me. I, I was probably six years old when he told me that. And what happened in that moment is empowerment. Because your dad whether you realize it or not at that age was speaking into you like, I know you can handle yourself. And when your dad said, would you finish it? That's him saying he knows and he believes that you can finish the job. You know what I'm saying? 
And that speaks life into a young man. Now, we're talking about a physical author case. People are like, oh, man, you guys are about beating people up. No, it's not the point. Well, that's real reminiscent of the actions of the lion. The lion doesn't go provoking anybody. He lays there, minds his own business, watches over his pride. But you let another male come in there and start something. He won't finish it. You know, yeah. you're dang right. And like you said earlier, it's not about intimidation. Like you said, this is a 500-pound cat that could do whatever the hell he wants to do. But he knows that not to use that in an ill will. Well, the word that's used in the Bible is called meekness. It's called controlled strength. Just because you have the ability, the power to do something don't mean it gives you the right to do it. Right, exactly. And Jesus was the greatest example of that. I mean, Jesus could have had us all squashed like a bunch of ants if he wanted to, you know, but he didn't because he knew that there was something, there was a greater mission above himself. You know, I mean, just because you have the ability to be able to physically overpower somebody, don't give you the right to just do it. Right. And that's not what it's about. Mm -mm. That is not what it's about. It's about guiding. It's about leading. Lead the pride. Be the one that stands out. Don't be the one that's sitting back in the back going, oh, don't worry about it. He'll get it. No, man. We need to stand up and be the ones that are leading. We have to do this. Leading, providing, and protecting. Exactly. Teaching and mentoring. You know what I mean? It all goes together, right? It does. I mean, there are going to be some guys that are going to listen to this and they're going to be Christian. Be like, I can't believe he said what he said about sheep. But it does, the Bible talks about sheep. Yeah, the Bible talks about sheep. But it's always in reference to the sheep following and listening to the shepherd, exactly. which is Jesus. You know, and we got to quit. We got to quit thinking that that's the same demeanor and the same, uh, you know, persona that we want to take on when we go out into the world. We can't be walking out into this world like a bunch of lost sheep. Exactly. You know, when you're with a shepherd, you're safe because he's protecting you. We're going to get chewed up. You know, but when you're out in this world, I mean, yeah, Jesus, people say, well, Jesus is always with you. Yes, he is with you. But you know what? We have this thing in this world that's called free will. Okay. God gave it to all of us. It's the most powerful gift he gave humanity. The ability to choose. So there are people out there that can choose to do something ill will towards your family. There are people that can choose to mistreat you, talk to you disrespectfully, try to cheat you out of something. You know, there are people out there that, you know, rely on you, disrespect you, you know, try to manipulate your children. I mean, this, the list goes on and on and on. And if you go in there with a sheep's mentality instead of a lion's mentality when it comes to dealing with those situations, you're going to get led like a lamb to the slaughter. Yeah, and like you were saying that Jesus is always with you. He is. He's always with you. But Jesus is not going to do anything for you. He's going to do it through you Ooh. or through somebody else. That's right, brother. So you can't just sit back being a sheep and expect, ah, don't sweat it. Jesus has got it. No, yeah. that's the time to be the lion yeah. and let Jesus work through you. You might want to set a dusting off the cot again. You might want to throw it in the dumpster and then penny loafers along with it because Mrs. Rogers' neighborhood doesn't exist. No. And the, rea the reality that we live in is this world is dark and sometimes it's cruel and it's hard. And you better come at it with an intensity and a fierceness like a lion. Prime example here, as you were talking about dusting off the cardigan, and this isn't Mr. Rogers' world. There's a town here in, um, in Orlando. It's called Windermere. Now, those of you who live in Florida, I'm sure you've heard of Windermere. It is a super rich, super small town. And when I say super rich, I mean, there ain't a house in there under 800K. And they just had 
a double murder with a baseball bat. Yeah. Comes in all shapes and sizes. They don't, they don't have no prejudice, man. No. Evil has no prejudice, man. It's going to get you. Exactly. You know, and we got to make sure that we're doing the things that we need to be doing in order to take care of our families and take care of ourselves and represent Christ in, in our faith in a way too. We need to be fierce about our faith. We do. Like a, like lions, not like lambs. I mean, we, we got to go at this thing with, with some intensity. We think that we're going to bring men into the fold to be a part of, you know, uh, little Bo Peep and her little lost sheep. That's not going to happen. Sheep ain't fierce. No. I don't know anybody who's scared of a sheep. <laughs> Couple rednecks, maybe, but that's about it. No, nah, they ain't scared. They just try riding them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they can't find a bull, they'll find a sheep to ride. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I shave them and eat them. Yeah, there okay. you go. Now nah, you want to keep that, keep growing that wool, man. Keep, keep growing, growing that, that wool. wool. That's yeah. money there. <laughs> but I guess at the end of the day, when we come to bring this thing full circle, you know, the reality of it is, is that there's all these perceptions or these ideas or these personas that are put out there. But until you read and you interpret and you listen and you study and you look into things, you don't have a full understanding of what it means. Yes, we are sheep in need of a shepherd when it comes to our faith. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is. And if anybody out there has any questions about what we're talking about right now, how to discern between being a sheep and being a lion, where to find this in the Bible. If, if, if we are piquing your interest, Hit us up. Let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, The Battle Podcast. Email us, thebattlepodcast at gmail.com. We'll, we'll guide you in that direction. Sure, absolutely. If you're interested or if we've piqued your interest, let us know. If we've completely confused you, <laughs> let us know. We were all confused at one point. We were all trying to find that balance. And that's what needs to be taught is the balance. When to be the sheep and follow. And when to be the lion and lead. That's right, man. That's absolutely right. And there's no, there's no right or wrong way of doing these things. It's just being woke to what's going on around you and understanding, you know, what these things mean and what they say and not getting caught up in one, you know, tunnel vision about, well, I just have to do this. Life doesn't work that way. You know, there's, there's many different ways, like in your, your terminology, rednecks, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? Right. Right. So there's ways to do it. Everybody's got a different way of doing it and getting there. But at the end of the day, we got to get there, you know? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a sheep. Don't get me wrong. There's a time to be a sheep, but there's also a time to be a lion. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not woke right now with what's going on in our culture today, and you ain't woke to what's going on outside your doors or in your cities and your communities right now in this country, man, you, you better wake up. Because this world, this country needs lions, not sheep right now. And if you're a Christian listening to this podcast right now, I want to tell you something from the bottom of my heart. We need men to stand up and to be fierce. We don't need to be a bunch of sheep. We don't need to be passive. We don't need to be, you know, Mr. Nice Guy. And I'm not saying we need to be physically aggressive. I'm not saying we need to go out there and, and get in people's faces. That's not what I'm saying. But we damn sure better be ready to stand up, get up and man up when it comes to protecting our pride, when it comes to taking care of our pride, when it comes to raising up our pride. Because you know why? That's a responsibility that you took on when God gave it to you. It's not your right. It's your privilege. And when you recognize that and understand that, well, 
that, my friends, that's where the rubber meets the road. 